You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, September 27th. You like my like cross <coughs> yeah, between autumn that was, voice and that was great adolescence. I think is what it sounds like to you. Like I'm going through beautiful. adolescence all over again. I tried singing in chapel yesterday. I was like, oh, Did I feel, everyone move away from you? I felt bad for the people sitting <laughs> next to me. Oh, it's this beautiful fall voice. Yeah, um, my as, allergy meds are getting a lot of use right now. <laughs> not as beautiful as the weather around St. Oh Louis goodness, right now. Oh my goodness, it is amazing outside. Absolutely beautiful right now. <gasps> we'll enjoy it. So uh, as soon as we're done here, we're just going to... Go outside? Go outside for the rest of the day. I'm that sounds cool like a good plan. I wonder how beautiful it is in Texas. We're going to find out here in just a little bit because... <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Well, nice segue. Is it, isn't that a good one? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. This weekend, we mentioned this yesterday... A thousand things happening this mm-hmm. weekend it's true. in the church year and events happening. Um, festival of St. Michael and All Angels mm-hmm. this weekend, the feast, the festival, whichever word you want to use. Um, uh, Rosh Hashanah Sunday, mm-hmm. starting at sundown Sunday, and uh, Paul Mann's Hymn Festival coming up here mm-hmm. in St. Louis as well. So we're going to cover at least two of those things today. Joining us this morning, <laughs> Pastor Timothy Apple, host of Sharper Iron here on KFUO, pastor of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. A blessed Friday morning to you, Pastor. Thanks for sticking around after Sharper Iron. Glad to. Good morning. It it it's uh it's not so much fall here, so uh-huh. I appreciate y'all continuing to rub that in. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. This is why yeah, it's hard. It's going to be a hundred degrees later. Seriously, it's we might probably, hit ninety. I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's like sixty something outside right now. <sighs> it's why it's like nearly impossible to grow apples in Texas. Oh. See, that is really sad, actually. I would be so sad if there wasn't an yeah. apple growing season. It's yeah. like the best I'm part of fall. My, my wife and I are doing a pretty good job of growing apples. Oh, really? Well, then then we can well, all move to Texas. It's we fine. have We have four. Four <laughs> apples or four trees? Four, four apples. Four apples. <laughs> depends, depends what... Oh, are they ap- ap- my, apple my E-L or apple you know, L-E? <laughs> you know, E-L. it took me a minute, but yeah. as much as I type the name Apple, Pastor Apple mm-hmm. on things around here, recently yep. I was trying to type that we went apple picking and it's, you know how I spelled it? Wow. E-L. I was going to add that to my dictionary on my computer so it wouldn't keep saying that I was spelling it wrong, but I didn't do that yet because then I will, I will always spell it wrong when it's the fruit. <laughs> Pastor but Apple, anyway. this, uh, this, <laughs> this weekend is a feast of St. Michael and all angels. Tell us a little bit about the history of this feast. Who is St. Michael? All right. So St. Saint, Saint Michael is, is an archangel. He, he's named that in the book of Jude, uh, the book of Daniel. He's, he's called a prince of God's people. He is one of two named angels that we have in the scriptures along with the angel Gabriel. Uh, Michael is the one that is named an archangel in particular. And we call him Saint Michael, not not because he's a human. Right? We don't want to be confused like that, um, but because he's a holy one. The word saint means holy. And, and so we refer to him as, as Saint Michael because he is one of the holy ones of God, uh, one of his created servants who worship him in heaven, uh, one who, who serve his people here on earth. And so Saint Michael and all angels, this feast today, is an opportunity for the church to give thanks uh, for what the Lord does in the service of his holy angels. It's an, an opportunity to reflect on the words that we confess in the Nicene Creed. 
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. We, we recognize that God has created some things uh, that we cannot see, and the holy angels are among those invisible creations. And so the feast day of St. Michael and all angels is an opportunity for us to, to reflect on that, to give thanks for what God does uh, through the service of his holy angels. I, I did a little research on the, the history of the, the feast day. Um, apparently, when you go back into the history of the, the early church, um, feasts in honor of the angels were, were particularly developed among the, the churches in the East, um, but it did come into the, the Western church. And there was a, a dedication of a church in the fifth century, about six miles away from Rome. Um, and that dedication uh, for that church named after St. Michael happened on September 29th. And so that that's how the, the day September 29th came into existence as the, the feast day for St. Michael and all angels. How is this feast usually um, observed in the church? That's a really interesting tidbit that, that the, the date was just from a dedication of a church. Uh, sometimes it's really significant things, and sometimes it's, I guess, a dedication of a church. <laughs> um, but uh, how is how do we normally observe this feast in the church? I think there's a wide variety, and, and, and I I can speak primarily to the ways that that we observe here in at Grace and Smithville. Um, first of all, I think one thing we should point out is the color for the day is white. In, in the midst of this long green season, the Feast of St. Michael and All Angels is a day when the, the color of the pyramids gets changed to white, which I, I think makes a lot of sense given that the, the topic of, of angels, we're thinking about holiness, um, their, their location around God's presence. So the color white uh, makes makes a lot of sense. Um, in terms of, of the, the rest of the observation, um, I think it, it really revolves around what, what scripture readings we hear and, and especially what, what hymns we sing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and in our church here at Grace and Smithville, we've, we've been observing uh, St. Michael and all angels for, for several years now. Um, the last, it falls on a Sunday this year. And so we obviously use it. And I can't remember, it was early on in, in my ministry here where it fell on a Sunday. So we used it and the response of the people was just so wonderful. I mean, that, that we move it now. So the last Sunday at September, regardless of it's the 29th, we move it. And so we, we sing lots of hymns that have to do with angels. And when you stop to think about how many hymns mention angels, it, you, you could probably list quite a few. Uh, but for us at Grace, it's an opportunity, especially to sing some Christmas hymns. Uh, one of those times in, in, the, in the church year when, when the work of the angels is especially prominent. Um, it's a time to sing Easter hymns uh, where the angels come and announce the, the good, good news that Christ is risen from the dead. Um, and there's, there's tons of other uh, hymns. Any, anytime the hymns speak of the heavenly host, this is this is an opportunity to reflect on the work of the the holy angels uh, that God does for us. So, so I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you, you, Sarah, and I, I know you love hymns too. And, and as you stop and think about it, right, there's tons of hymns that that we could use uh, to to reflect upon this as as well. So, I mean, those are some of the ways, at least, uh, that we that we observe it here in Smithville. I'm totally looking through the hymnal right now. Not gonna lie. <laughs> right, right. Now yeah. you're like trying to find Christmas hymns. We, I really am. <laughs> in, in in our Bible class this past Sunday, we just covered the um, the fall and you know the, the um, exclusion of Adam and Eve mm -hmm. from Eden, mm -hmm. and reading specifically the the verse where God placed an angel there mm -hmm. uh, with a 
sword, flaming sword, flaming sword that that like goes in six directions or something like that. I don't remember specifically what it said, but I, I said, how does that change your picture of what angels oh, yeah. look like? Uh, just you know, the the image of angels compared to those sweet little cherubs we think of at Christmas time <laughs> on our Christmas trees. Um, so, do you do you get out a flaming sword to observe this uh, Saint Michael and all angels this Sunday? Well. We don't at Grace, but but to, and and I'm not sure if, if that is done anywhere. Is that a tradition? But, New tradition. But, you can start it. Well, yeah, sure. We'll we'll think about that. I'll I'll run that by my elders uh, at our next meeting. But I, I do think that 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 comment though I think is is a helpful thing to think about. One of the things that I appreciate about Saint Michael and All Angels as a feast day in the church here is it does give us an opportunity to reflect upon what God's word teaches us about angels, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of common myths that are out there um, concerning angels that, that I think St. Michael and all angels gives us an opportunity to, you know, listen to what God's word says. One, one is that angels probably don't look like precious moments figurines. Um, <laughs> you, you brought up the, the angel that's there in Genesis chapter three. Uh, whenever angels make appearances, generally their first words are "Do not be afraid," mm-hmm. um, w- which perhaps lends a, a you know another element to it. And and the angels, as, as I mentioned earlier, are described as the heavenly host. This is an army that we're talking about. Th- this isn't. Um, they are very powerful, very mighty beings, and so we we should you know we should do well to picture them. Other things that I think it's just important for for us to know about the angels, right? Um, angels are not Christians who have died. When, when Christians die, we do not become angels. Uh, we go to be with Christ and, and we await the resurrection of the dead. Angels are a, a different uh, creature that God has made. Angels are, are spirits. And what, I, what that means is that they are personal beings, but they don't have bodies. Um, and so, so angels and, and human beings are, are separate. That, that I think is something that we should know. Angels were created sometime during the six days of creation. We don't know exactly when because God doesn't tell us the day, but they were created by him during those six days of creation. And they were created very good um, as all of God's creation. And, and this is where St. Michael and all angels also invites us to reflect upon not only the work of St. Michael and the holy angels, but also upon uh, the harm that Satan and his demons, his evil angels, would do to us. One of the the scripture readings for uh, St. Michael and all angels is from Revelation 12, where it describes the war in heaven between Michael and his holy angels and the dragon and his demons, and and how because of the victory that Christ had won, St. Michael and his angels are victorious and and throw Satan and his angels uh, from from God's presence forever. And so, I mean, there's that that dual purpose as well, that we would understand, again, this invisible aspect of what's happening around us, the spiritual battle that's constantly happening, and most importantly, how the Lord is protecting us uh, through the service of his holy angels. With just about a, a minute left, uh, favorite texts, hymns, or prayers for this feast? I know you mentioned hymns a little bit ago, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, favorite uh, favorites out of those texts, hymn, or prayers? Sure. I mean, Revelation 12 is a fantastic text, and, and I know the book of Revelation might might scare some people, uh, <laughs> but I think, I think Revelation 12, when we understand it as a, a heavenly picture of what God has accomplished on 
earth through the death and resurrection of Christ. It really just opens up the, the rest of the biblical text as well. Um, you know, there, there's tons of great hymns specifically on St. Michael and all angels, 520 through 20, sorry, yeah, 520 through 22 in the Lutheran service book are, are hymns directly about angels. And, and 521, Christ the Lord of hosts unshaken just has great imagery concerning the, the angels um, and the victory that Christ has, has won with them. And then the, the collect of the day uh, for St. Michael and all angels is, is just a, a, a beautiful collect that, mercifully grant that as your holy angels also serve and worship you in heaven, so by your appointment they may also help and defend us here on earth, right? Uh, recalling what Luther teaches us to pray in his morning and evening prayer that, that the holy angel would protect us from Satan as it attacks. It's, it's just a wonderful time to reflect on, on this beautiful gift that God has given through the service of his holy angels. Now, in some traditions, there's another name for this festival. Is it Michaelmas? I looked that up yesterday, and I think it's Michaelmas. Michaelmas. But yes, Michaelmas. yeah, hmm. yeah. That that was the pronunciation I found online was Michaelmas. But yeah, that's that's an, just like Chris, Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Christmas. Sure. Michaelmas is is Michaelmas. another name that's been used in the history of the church. Yeah, and I think for some, this is kind of the beginning of the that season, the Christmas season, right? The, does Michael uh, Michaelmas start the beginning of that season for them? I, I think it, it starts to, to point us toward the, the end of the church year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were in that long green season of, of Pentecost, and now with St. With Michael and all angels, we start to turn our, our attention towards the end times and, and, and the reality that Christ is coming soon to, to take us uh, to our heavenly home and the resurrection of the dead. And, and as a part of that, you've got the angels as part of that heavenly choir that, that we will rejoice to be a part of someday. Mm-hmm. That is just beautiful. And I... I you know, I'm glad that, that your congregation uh, started observing this uh, a few years ago, and it was really just because it happened to fall on a Sunday, and now it's become a, a regular tradition there. Uh, I hope more congregations can uh, can find that this Sunday, and maybe it'll become a part of their traditions as well. Uh, a, just a, a beautiful part of the text that sometimes we, of, of the scriptures that we overlook. Mm-hmm. Are you, yeah, you... I would encourage that for sure. To, to, I mean, we, we talked about this at our circuit meeting, our, our Winkle last this past month that, that was hosted here at Grace. And just, I would encourage every pastor and congregation to at least consider uh, St. Michael and all angels as, as an opportunity to to give thanks to God for, for what he does. Um, and, and this sometimes neglected topic um, in, in Christianity, one that we might take an opportunity and, and consider what God's word says and, and the great good that he gives. Pastor Timothy Apple, Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. Uh, don't go Googling how to build a flaming sword to celebrate <laughs> St. Michael. Or if you do, don't blame us. Blessings on your observation of that feast this weekend. Coming up in just a little bit, uh, Paul Mons Hymn Festival coming up here in St. Louis. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.